Welcome back to the Get and Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Simon Sinek, in the year of 2000, gave a TED Talk and introduced the business world whom he was addressing this startling concept, saying, Every entity in the world knows what they do. Some even know how they do it. The difference maker is, do they know why? What's your purpose? What's your cause? What's your belief? Why should you even exist? Now, you can stuff it deep down inside, but every man seeks to worship something. Good, bad, or indifferent, you see it all around us. It's in our DNA. And this is the most interesting fact laid to bear. Science is incompatible with the why. Science can only answer the how. In other words, why was the world made? Or why do human beings exist? Well, the book of Genesis outlines the why the world was made and the why we exist. And like Cynic pointed out, we must begin from the why, as it were the center ring of his golden circle. That is, if you want to inspire someone. Some might say our first commandment is represented at the center ring, the most important ring in a series of rings enlarging outward, defining our way from the inside out. So how would you go about putting the why and the how and the what together for your own enterprise? Working out who you are from the inside out. Well, in the ancient history of the Hebrew nation, we, we read that the Lord gave the words of the why to the Hebrew people. It was called the Shema. The Jewish Shema Israel translated begins, Hero Israel and is read weekly in Jewish synagogue services to this very day. In the New Testament book of Mark, Jesus is asked a question by one of the scribes who came to him and said, Which is the first of all the commandments? Well, wouldn't you expect the, the first commandment to be representative, you know, by the center ring, the why? Well, of course we would. And so our Lord begins with what? The Shema. Jesus replied, the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There are no other commandments greater than these. Is there any reason to think that this is not our why? Okay, so what is our how? As in, how do we live out our why? Lord, teach us to pray. This is what the disciples who walked with Jesus asked him. His answer was what we call the Our Father or the Lord's Prayer. This prayer is a perfect model of how we should pray. But is it more? If you look on page 687 of the Catechism, there's a brief outline of the Lord's Prayer. And you will read that the prayer begins with three petitions— which are the glory of the Father. The first is the sanctification of his name by asking, hallowed be thy name. We are acknowledged that only God himself can make things holy. And here, albeit his name, and we are asking to enter into his presence at the beginning of this prayer. Number two, the coming of his kingdom. We look first to Christ's return, but also to the growth of the kingdom of God in the today of our own lives. Isn't this a roadmap? Three, 
the fulfillment of his will. It is here that we petition the Father to unite our will to that of his Son, so that as to fulfill his plan of salvation in the life of the world, that we might live in his will versus demanding that God fulfill our will. Then the final four petitions of the Lord's Prayer. By saying, give us this day our daily bread, we express our, our loving trust that our Heavenly Father provides our earthly nourishment, subsistence, and also the bread of life, that being the Word of God and the body of Christ in the Eucharist. The fifth petition begs God's mercy for our offenses. We, we, we acknowledge that we're sinful at times. Mercy, which can penetrate our hearts only if we have learned to forgive our enemies, for which we need God's help in doing. Then we ask God not to allow us to take the path that leads to sin, thus imploring the spirit of discernment and strength, vigilance and perseverance. The last petition, but deliver us from evil. We pray in communion with the church, the whole church, to show forth, act, live, believe in the victory that has already been won by Christ over Satan. And lastly, our amen, which is our fiat of these seven petitions are, ain't it so? This small in-length prayer encompasses all of our how, our instruction manual. So, what is our what? Well, we find our what in the book of Matthew, chapter 20, 28. And, and like Simon Sinek said 21 years ago in his TED Talk, everyone knows their what. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Is there more to the story? Sure, there's always more to the story. And that's what makes it such a great story. You just have to begin with the why. In the Gospel of Mark, which most believe is the first gospel written, when Jesus is being tried by the Sanhedrin, he is asked, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Jesus replies, as written in the 14th chapter, I am, and you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Well, his answer is so radical and direct that the high priest responds by tearing his own garments and spewing the charge of blasphemy upon the Christ, a charge issued not for claiming to be the Messiah, but for claiming to be something more. One being with the Father, he is the Christ, God appearing to us in the flesh. Ain't it so? This is Getting Grit signing off. I hope you'll come see us at www.gritquest.com. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.